to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Denham. I'm a confidence mentor for women, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. My intention is to help you clear out any mental or spiritual blocks that are keeping you from leading the most happy, fulfilling, successful life that you could possibly lead. This podcast is about activating our highest potential, healing in mind, body, and spirit, and above all, holding space for our humanity as we create our own versions of heaven on earth. Right, everybody, welcome to another episode. I am surprised we haven't talked about this topic in depth before, but today we're going to be exploring leaving behind a painful past, moving forward with more grace, and you know, developing the willingness to leave the past in the past, understanding that everything that has unfolded for us has been a valuable lesson and giving ourselves permission basically to move through the suffering and the pain cycles and start fresh and start new. And I have been seeing so many little signs coming in, numerology specifically, um, especially the number nine. Like it seems to be a prime number in everything I'm looking at. Nine is everywhere. We also are coming off the Pisces full moon, which was very watery, very emotional for a lot of us. But um, for, for my understanding, the number nine really is also representative of closure. Just like that Pisces new moon, it's the last sign in the zodiac. The number nine comes right before 10, which is like a new beginning. The number one marks a new beginning. So it's like the last and the final chapter. So I think seeing these these numbers around, feeling the, the cosmic energy that's been coming through for us really sparked this interest in talking about this with you all. And it's also something that comes up with every single one of my clients and is also something I move through internally quite regularly is letting go of the past and releasing the shackles that it has on us sometimes, whether it's from childhood programming and not feeling loved like we needed to be loved in childhood um, and seeing that move into romantic relationships or relationships in work environments and the relationship with ourself. It always comes back to that, doesn't it? The relationship to ourself. So what we're going to be exploring is few bullet points around this. We love a bullet point. Okay. So first thing to understand is the impact that the pain from your past has had on you. So we can really take a look at what were some of the, the most impactful moments of your past that are still a big part of your story. This is a really great journaling exercise to do is actually get out your journal and list out the five most impactful events that happened in your past. And as you write these down, I think you're going to be surprised at what actually comes up. You might unearth some things that you forgot about, and maybe some smaller things might be having a lot of weight in the present moment that you haven't been aware of. So you can even pause this episode as you're listening, get out your journal, write this down and explore it with yourself. And for each event that you uncover, so maybe it's like, you know, I got really scared standing up to speak in front of my class in the fourth grade and I developed a heightened sense of self-consciousness and fear around being seen. It can be something like that. It might be um, a breakup that you went through. It might be moving to a new city. You know, you list it out and then with each of these scenarios, 
write down the takeaway, write down the lesson. Why did each of these things happen for you? And how can you see that it molded you into a stronger person? Now, I want to preface saying that or follow up saying that in that this rhetoric of everything always working for us, everything's all unfolding for us, 100% yes. And it's difficult to get to that feeling of truth when we say that, unless we've done the processing of the hurt itself. So sometimes the reason we're still carrying pain into the present moment is simply because it hasn't been processed. Maybe it's because we haven't had a safe space before to really purge it, move it out, alchemize it and study it, and then let it let it fall away. Um, or maybe there are still feelings of unworthiness attached to it that we're still believing. But the point is here that we don't want a spiritual bypass, right? We don't want to, we don't want to push and suppress that pain down and just pacify it with saying, Oh, everything's working out for me. Everything's always been fine. It's okay that you felt pain. It's a, we all feel pain and it's a really potent and important part of our experience as humans to learn resilience and to learn how to move through that pain. So I would really encourage you to go into the study of these important events in your life and these past moments that have defined you in so many ways and let yourself feel, really let yourself feel and understand that it doesn't mean that you aren't evolved enough, that you're still sensitive over something. It doesn't mean that you're behind. It doesn't mean that uh, you need to feel frustrated with yourself for not having quote unquote figured it out yet. Like this is a, an ongoing process of healing, right? So that's really important to, to, to notice before you even move into the acceptance of what happened is to actually feel your feelings. But what I think we're really going to find here is that a lot of these past stories, like we have moved through quite a lot. And maybe that, maybe these are recurring stories that keep running through our minds. And um, you know, we tend to hyperfixate on things, especially in this day and age of social media. It's when it's so easy to see into everybody's lives that have ever been a part of ours. Um, it can bring up old stories a lot and just reinforce them into the present moment. So yeah, this is, we're, we're in a really interesting place in our psyche and our mental states as people, because we live across a lot of timelines with technology. You know, it used to be like, you'd put your phone down. Let's use a breakup as example. You'd never see that person again, you know, but now we have social media. You could check on them all the time. So this leads us into our next part of healing and leaving behind the past is setting boundaries with ourselves. So this takes practice. This takes building tenacity. The mind is uh, is definitely a muscle to be trained and to be strengthened. But uh, really ask yourself when you're checking on somebody's profile or when you're remembering something painful, um, first of all, ask yourself, what am I making this mean about me? What am I making this mean about me? What's the story that's coming up? And when you get that answer, ask yourself, is this even true? Is the story I'm telling myself about unworthiness, since we're talking about pain, is it even true? Does it relate to where I am today? 
because the thing is when we're revisiting stories from the past that are painful, we're revisiting it from the place that we were in at the time that it happened. And the reality is that every day you're becoming a new person. Every time you wake up, you've integrated something. You've integrated some new lesson from the last day, month, year. You're, you're not the same person as you once were. And I think a lot of us carry so much shame around things going the way we didn't want them to go in the past, but how could they have gone the way that they would go now? You know what I mean? Because you're, you're a different person now. You're just not the same person. So when we're replaying these stories of unworthiness, it's not present. It's not in the truth of who you are in this very moment. It's an old version of you. So here comes this, this practice of compassion as well when we're unearthing these things. When these stories of pain come up and you find yourself in this state of woundedness, Compassion is the key here. Hold yourself like you would a child in that emotional place. You know, really embrace with loving arms the past version of you that was a weaker version of yourself. You're stronger now. And it doesn't mean the past version of you in this more soft kind of weakened state, you know, if you will, is any less worthy of love or bad or wrong. In fact, they're more worthy and deserving of compassion. They need it more. They need it more. So open your heart to that past version of yourself on that alternative timeline. Um, and remember that every time you replay that story, you know, it's just a reversion into this, into a past identity that doesn't exist until you give it attention again. So I hope that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's, it's bringing up, you know, old paradigms that just don't hold any resonance in the present moment. And again, coming back to that point of shame, I think we can experience so much shame around our stories, but without that past version of you, without what you went through, you wouldn't be here today. You wouldn't be as strong as you are today. Um, so, well, sorry, we, we started on the boundaries point. So let's return to that. Um, yeah, when you find yourself checking up on old stories, old people, old places and patterns from your past, again, setting the boundary to say, okay, I'm, I'm going unconscious, as Joe Dispenza would say. That's a moment of going unconscious into pain. So just get conscious and be like, is this hurting me or is this healing me? You know, there's this beautiful space of awareness between reaction and responsiveness. Uh, and that's what we really want to practice, right? Is getting better at responding instead of reacting. The reactive thing is to go check on somebody or to dig up something, but the responsive, uh, perception of that and the responsive nature would be to think before you act. And as soon as you think and you ask yourself, am I conscious right now or not? Uh, it will change. You will change the, the outcome of what you're doing and, uh, you'll be happier. <laughs> you'll be happier. So it's the same lesson of thinking before we speak, right? Okay. So having boundaries and just one more little dive into boundaries as well. I would say if you feel like you're, you're in this addictive loop of revisiting pain, Coming back to compassion, just say, it's okay. Even though I'm in this cycle of pain, I still love myself. Not using negative reinforcement like, oh my God, you're so dumb for doing this. Or like, why are you still doing this? Like beating up on yourself. That doesn't work. doesn't work. So practice that self-love in that moment as an opportunity to open your heart, to be like, it's okay. 
You're just, you're getting, you're in a triggered state right now and I still love you. And that will immediately heal it. So it's this return to love again and again and again. Does this sound like you? You've hit a plateau in life and just don't know where to turn. It's like, you know you're ready to feel better, but what does that look like and how do you get there? I know what that feels like to basically throw everything at the wall in the wellness and meditation world, but not getting results, feeling frustrated, even trying therapy, but nothing seems to help. That was me 10 years ago. If you're like me, you're ambitious, you're ready and willing to change, you know that it's possible to lead a fulfilling and peaceful life, you know that you could feel more confident in who you are, but you just don't know where to start or how to keep building on your foundation. This is exactly why I've created the Confidence Mentorship. Our work together is to bring loving awareness to those limiting beliefs and alchemize them so that you can finally step into the woman you've always known you could be and bring you back home to yourself. What I love about this 16-week program is that we initiate huge action in your life to help you evolve into your highest self at 10x speed. It's been absolutely amazing to see my clients literally quantum leap from week to week, but don't take it from me. Just head to my website. You can see the testimonials. But if this feels like a full body yes already as you're listening, you can just go to the description linked below and book a free clarity call with me to explore this private one-on-one -on -one mentorship container together. Okay, back to the episode. Next point here is recognizing the need for change in general. Now, this is a big one because I think we hold on to painful memories because we think it's going to make us better on some level. We think, oh, if I hold on to this and beat myself up for this story enough, then I will make myself change and grow into a better person. And this story of unworthiness is still in my head because I'm still not worthy and there's still something that needs to change about me. Okay, so... This is the lie that we tell ourselves is that we keep, you know, beating ourselves up because we think it's going to make us change. When in reality, we need to remove ourselves from the harmful environment, being our brain looping the story and get ourselves into a new environment. I just made a, a reel today about how you can't heal in the same place that hurt you right? So you bloom where you're planted. So plant yourself in a different environment in your mind that is more conducive to your growth and your evolution. And also think about like the times when you've made real change in your life that has really stuck when you've become healthier and happier and recognize that that was because you wanted to grow into a better person out of love and out of curiosity and out of excitement for your future, not because you were punishing yourself. And this became, this has been very evident for me in healing my disordered eating. You know, when I was um, going through this whole cycle of disordered eating and uh, restriction and all these things, um, I would, I would lose weight through self-hatred and I was so miserable and I look back on these photos of myself and the, this version of myself as it's sad because I kind of feel like a shell of a person I'm like whoa I was in this you know seemingly healthy body but I was just suffering on the inside and now I'm at a state where I feel really good in my body. Um, I'm much more, I'm much healthier than I've ever been. I'm much more athletic. And that all came from a place of really wanting to honor my vessel and my body came from love. And I feel so much better now today. So it's just an example of, uh, the paths that you can take to self-improvement and this thought that we have to beat ourselves up to improve, um, is just, you know, 
caveman thinking that we're moving out of, right? Okay, so just recognizing that there's an not only a need to change to become happier, but also that there is a path to change that doesn't feel so violent. There is a, a softer way to do it. Um, and for a lot of us, that just means leaning into a place where we feel appreciated in a way that feels safe, but different, you know, because if we, we keep returning to the same chaos and the same environments that would like scratch that itch, but it just kept perpetuating a pain cycle. If we can break out of that and realize that we can still scratch that itch and we can still feel elated and happy about life in a positive reinforcement kind of environment, that's where things really begin to change. But we have to take that little leap of faith into a place where our nervous system can relax to actually let ourselves experiment and see how it's going to actually work. And nature is a great way to do this, getting out of our comfort zones and going on like a hike or something where our nervous system can recharge and relax and we feel taken care of by the planet. That can be just an immense way of healing. It can happen in community where we are witnessing other people rise to to meet themselves again and in a safe environment like we have to retrain ourselves to expect safety and nourishment from new and healthier environments but a lot of us aren't even familiar with that feeling in a healthy environment so that's where the leap of faith comes in you've got to allow yourself to experiment with something new and that's what happens when people come into my mentorship program it's really beautiful a lot of these women have never done anything like this before and when they enter they feel a sense of safety and healing that they've never felt before in a safe environment it's always been in a chaotic environment for a lot of them um, and that's the beauty of entering a safe container and a portal that is meant for healing so whether it's mentorship, whether it's going out hiking, yoga is a great way to do this in a collective, in a community. Um, this is why we need each other in, in safe places. Music, music moves it in a really safe and healing way. So yeah, so recognizing the need to change and then seeking out a new path for change that you might not be familiar with, but that would be more healing. Okay. Next point is really letting go of resentment. And this is a forgiveness practice. So letting go of the people that um, have hurt you in the past. And something I really love to do is drop into a meditation. I got this from a, a meditation I was doing a couple of years ago, and I always come back to it. But in the visualization meditation, uh, the narrator takes you through this cave like she drops you into the subconscious and you enter this beautiful dark cave and as the cave illuminates you see all of the people that uh, have hurt you in your past in this cave and you go around the circle and you thank them and you see yourself hugging them on a soul level recognizing that we all came into this world as like a cast of characters playing out like you know theatrics on a stage so it was surprising when i dropped into this visualization visualization because when i when i thought i would see these people i thought i would feel angry or just like a shell or a wall would go up but there was this huge relief to just forgive and give thanks for all of these stories and all of these people that have come in to to mold me and shape me and pressure me so i would invite you to do the same now i know that there are uh, instances that are a lot deeper a lot heavier than maybe the surface level stuff where there might be abuse or just like deep deep trauma so 
If it's that deep, I think that's something else to dive into. But for the more surface level things that are just running through your mind, like loops that are just like mosquitoes almost, these are usually people that have made us feel unworthy in one way or the other. And and releasing resentment around that and practicing forgiveness and, and visualizing, actually opening our heart to connect with these people, seeing them as another human being, also going through their own trials and tribulations in this lifetime can be so healing. And what that does what that heart opening does is return your power back to you. This, the other people no longer hold um, the magic wand waving something over your life that's dictating the events for you. You're back in the driver's seat. You put yourself back in the power when you open your heart like that. So forgiveness is really key here. And you've probably heard this before, but forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. You might never have closure with that other person. The closure doesn't happen with the other person, it happens within yourself. That's where the closure happens. It's, it's a healing and a sealing of the wound, um, with that level of compassion to say, okay, I'm coming back into wholeness here because I choose to, I'm no longer outsourcing my power. Okay. Yeah. The last one here is creating a vision for your future. So think about what your life would look like if you finally let the pain go from these past events. What would your life look like if you finally set it down and let it go? What would your life look like if you started fresh and cleared the slate? It's really exciting to think about because it just gives new life and new vitality and breathes new opportunity into your paradigm. And this is where synchronicities start to come in. This is where the magic of the universe gets to come in, where you open up and you say to yourself and to spirit, I'm willing to change. I'm willing to change. I'm willing to grow. Universe, show me how good it's going to get. I'm here for it. I'm ready to do this. And that's the beauty of this journey is really continuing to look at the world with fresh eyes and new eyes and really continue to re-examine what is not working for us anymore that we can just simply leave behind. It's like that simple saying, if it's heavy, put it down. Sometimes we just don't need to carry these things anymore. You know, if it feels heavy, put it down. You know, even when we think about worrying, we all worry, don't we? You know, and worrying is this illusion of control. We worry because we think we can control the outcome. But what we're really doing is ruminating on something that we can't control. So that's where we're really invited into surrender. So of course there can be planning. I, when I tend to worry, I always just try to write out whatever it is, purge it out and then make a plan because that's where, you know, the real grounded sense of control and organization can come in. But worrying is just repeating a loop of fear. So I would really invite you to shift into surrender and purging when the worry comes up, because somebody said this yesterday that I saw on TikTok that I absolutely loved. She said this reminder that, um, when we worry and when we're in a state of fear, it's not the actual event that we're afraid of. It's the emotion that we're going to feel when it happens and if it happens. So we're not scared of the event happening. We're scared of the emotion that we're going to feel if it happens. So when we realize that the thing we're afraid of is actually the emotion 
that becomes a lot more manageable, doesn't it? Because we know how to calm our emotions. We know how to regulate our nervous system. We know how to drop into the body and to breathe deeply and to practice stillness and to go inward and to nourish ourselves on every level. So I try to remember that. Like when I get into a state of fear or worry or anxiety or resentment, I'm like, this is just an emotion that I'm feeling fear around. Okay. And I know how to alchemize that. And you know how to alchemize that drop into the heart, get out of the mind and move your conscious awareness into the heart space and expand that heart coherence. And I will probably drop this reminder every single time we podcast, (laughs) which is meditate, meditate that stillness and finding yourself in a place of stillness is something that we can never put a price on. Um, and it's going to help you to fall in love with yourself again. It's going to bring you into a deeper friendship and union with yourself so that you can get to know yourself better because when you really think about it, like how often are you ever in stillness during the day? We wake up, we're, we're immediately on it. Even if we're going through our rising routines, we're doing something, then we're checking our phones, then we're talking to one another. Like there's just so much going on. So even five minutes of stillness is a really unique time to relax and reset and calm down. And this is where you're actually going to be able to rewrite these stories because, you know, I'm giving you these prompts for, you know, saying, check in with yourself when this happens and create that spaciousness and study your mind. You can't study your mind when you're moving hundred miles an hour. You need to be in stillness to be studying your mind. You need to be in an intentional container to be doing this. So never underestimate the power of sitting in stillness. Okay. Yay. All right. I love you so much. Thank you for tuning in. I think I'll wrap it up there and uh, I'll talk to you again on Wednesday. Okay. Bye for now. Thank you so much for being here and hanging out today. I hope you're feeling inspired and lifted and called to action. As always, everything you might want to know about is linked in the description below. And if you feel like a buddy might benefit from this information and this conversation today, send it along, maybe share it to your stories. And if you feel called to leave a review, I would be so deeply grateful, but I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm so grateful that you're part of this community and I'll talk to you again on Wednesday. Bye for now.